Yo, welcome to episode 25 of Art Pays Me. Whew, a quarter of a century in. And who better than to do it with my homegirl, Stella Nechikis. Stella talks about her passion for eyelash extensions and the beauty industry, the thriving business she's built as a master eyelash technician and trainer of aspiring lashistas, as uh, she refers to them as, She talks about her fine art background, why she feels her work with lashes is an extension of her artistic practice, and what it's like putting a lot of effort and care into art that's basically temporary. Stella says uh, why she feels community and collaboration are important, and how her training sessions aren't just about lashes, but about teaching her students entrepreneurial skills. And uh, it it was a good one. It was just her and I have been collaborating for a while and we dig into that and uh, I hope you enjoy. Before we get into it though, I want to get into some housekeeping. So I had um, something that I'm pretty proud of happen pretty recently and I have been wanting to get more involved in the creative community at large and figure out how I can generate impact and one of those ways I've been thinking about that is I've been exploring joining boards and uh, I've applied for a couple and reached out and nothing really panned out and recently um, I was elected as uh, vice president of NASCAD's alumni board of directors so I'm pretty excited about that and with that came a seat on the uh, NASCAD board of governors So I'll be the alumni rep. So what that means for me is I'm still working out how I want to create impact. But generally speaking, I think my lens as an alumni uh, who cares about the institution and wants to see it improve and wants to see how um, it can uh, do more to to um, boost its graduates and and its current students, but also looking at it from the lens of creatives of color and how we're represented or not represented in the creative industry and how we can boost the profiles of those of, of people like me and people like probably some of you uh, who are listening. And, and uh, I'm excited just to see what I can do there. The other thing was our Pays Me Live. Thank you to all of you who came out. Uh, I consider it a success. E3C, my partners there, they consider it a success. We had a good turnout. We've gotten good feedback so far. And, um, you know, I just want to send a thank you to um, my partners there at E3C. So Shannon from E3C and uh, Allison, they they worked very hard. And it it was great getting to know them. And we've got some big plans for other events in the future. So I'm looking forward to seeing how how that goes. And, you know, we had a bunch of former guests there. We had Gainette, Jones, we had Tied Up T was there, we had Liz Mack was there. Uh, who else was a former guest? Oh, of course, my co-host and uh, partner in the event, Allison Knott. She was the MC. My brother recently moved back to Halifax, so it was great having him there. It was really special to actually have some family be involved with what I been doing in Halifax all these years but you know Jordan and Elena they were great 
they were well received. They, they dropped some serious nuggets. So I'm hoping to drop their episode at least. I'll, I think I'll drop the Jordan episode next week so you can listen out for that. And I also want to thank our partners. Uh, so that would be the Foggy Goggle, Fraser Photography, who's going to drop some amazing photos soon. So I'll keep the photos and everything connected with the release of the episodes. Uh, Visual Arts News. Thank you for the magazines, Glitter Art Communications, Allison K Consulting, and Preserve. And, you know, speaking of uh, Preserve, Preserve is a weekend retreat at Oak Island that's designed to be an opportunity for bloggers of Atlantic Canada to connect face-to-face and share experiences and expertise with each other. It takes place October 19th and 20th, and I'll be there facilitating a session on the 20th about what it feels like to be a minority in certain spaces and how to cope with that pressure in productive ways. So if you want to attend or if you just want more information, uh, check out blogjamatlantic.ca. Preserve is uh, related to the Blog Jam family, if if you're familiar with Blog Jam. So anyway, let's dig into the episode with Stella. What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast, and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity. And, you know, maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. So what exactly is it that you do? Well, there's, uh, I mean, for in terms for work, you know, it's um, it can be so many things. I think when you think about it, um, if you consider your work, work or your work art, I mean, really, what I do every day is I have uh, a number of uh, close clients that are actually uh, working within the industry or are entrepreneurs themselves and just give them a more um, private space to come in and relax and um, have a type of aesthetic services done um, in a more um, uh, in a more quiet setting, I guess you could say. But uh, my main focus is, um, you know, teaching other students exactly what I've learned in the past in this uh, industry, which is main focus is with the lash extensions. I mean, it's. Uh, it is a cosmetic service, but it, it really is just another form of, of art, which is basically a miniature and multiple series. Hmm. So when I did Atlantic Fashion Week last year, most, if not all of the makeup artists I came in contact with were freaking out over you and uh, said how much they love you. Oh, <laughs> So basically basically what you're saying is you're the person that does the work on the industry people when when they need stuff done for them. Yeah. And I think what the hardest part is that, you know, they work so hard on catering to, you know, the public 
that, you know, it's really difficult for them to um, self-care for themselves. And it's great they uh, do it in their own space, their own work environment. But sometimes we just need to take ourselves out of that complex end. And I just have like, you know, a very small group of people that, you know, I just want to help out and, and feel like they're not in a time slot. Right, right. Yeah. And you do a lot of classes and various types of like aesthetic training? Yeah, there's a few different kinds within like um, uh, aesthetics. So, you know, in terms of skincare and that, uh, most of it is within lash extensions and there's different types of um, levels in it in terms of like uh, beginner and uh, advanced and and even um, uh, basically like kind of like a boot camp, I would say, or even to revise your business. Uh, so really, you know, the, the classes really cater to the student and you can see that there's a number of private trainings and it's not that I'm advertising so much with private, but people tend to graduate towards that um, to have more one-on-one um, uh, one-on-one, one-on-one class together really um, to focus on where they are at, at their business. So yes, we're learning new techniques. We're helping clean up um some of their uh, maybe uh, social media pages and really to see um, what their main focus is in terms of the business where they see themselves in a few years. Uh, and that's why the private trainings are so popular and there's so much ongoing mentorship, which is lovely. Um, I can't be, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to see how much, you know, the students have, have changed even within a few months and, I always make myself available for any kind of FaceTime or email for any questions, especially when things are currently changing all the time in the industry and they're not sure which route to go. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you have an art background. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely, um, connected together on that for sure. You know, I did move to Nova Scotia, um, to finish off, um, at NASCAD University, it was a great experience. I wish here it was, um, I was the first year to be in the port campus. So I think with, uh, the metal foundry and the shops, you know, that was just going up. I mean, I think some of the walls were still even being built at the time, but it was a beautiful campus. I mean, we had the whole Harborfront view and like so much natural lighting and, and, uh, I was grateful to work with, um, you know, even today, we still call them kind of like my art dads is like Steve Higgins and Terry Dalva. And, you know, there's so many amazing people in that space. And and uh, I learned a lot myself of kind of where I wanted to go, um, especially from I did an art and design program in, um, in Ontario and also uh, um, at Western University, you know, studying art history. But moving to Nova Scotia changed everything. We always get a, back, a good background in fine art, you know, doing photography and painting and printmaking and all those fundamentals. But coming to NASCAD became a lot more sculptural for me overall. Mm, okay. So how did that for you transition? Like at Na- were you when you were at NASCAD, were you thinking the aesthetic industry is like where you see yourself or were you kind of like not sure? No, not at all. Like I wasn't thinking so much about like actual skin therapy and aesthetics. I mean, I was painting a lot before and, 
you know, worked in a number of galleries and, and respecting other people's work and, and putting up new collections was um, a great way to kind of sit back and be silent and just observe, mm-hmm. which was, um, I think, the, the greatest thing that you can practice, really. Um, but I wasn't till my final year in NASCAT where I started, I started to study more with uh, human relations and the way body functions and even, and I was even working with actual hair. So I noticed that everything I was doing was either in large scale or miniatures and multiples. And I kind of liked the idea where the miniature miniature and multiples were going because it gave me um, a view on basically thinking about time, reputation, and process Okay. at the time. And I think that was a good opening for myself to learn that that was something that I wanted to do. Because when you're working on a painting, and you know this too, Dwayne, because you know, you're a painter yourself, it can never be finished in a way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> it can be really annoying. It's the most challenging thing. I give props to any painter. It's, you look at it and you're like, well, I can adjust this and, you know, we can go over this layer, you know, uh, moving into sculpture, you know, I was working a lot with, uh, with, with stone carving at the time and a sculpture, you know, it, you, you do the math, you set everything out and then it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's what it's going to be. So I was really trying to give myself like actually these, these limits to be like, okay, that's what that is. I'm going to learn from that. And then I'm going to take that and move on. Mm. So when I started going through, um, um, a series basically on, uh, human relations, it started getting into how the body functions. And then I started getting really interested in skin therapy. Interesting. Yeah. Does it ever like bother you that like the art you're creating on someone is just going to go away? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. It's temporary. It's like it's all it's all temporary, right? Yeah. So, but there's something again so beautiful about that because it is what it is. We know it's going to change based on their lifestyle or for whatever reason, and they have the opportunity to try something different and new every time. So we're recreating art over and over again. Cool, cool. And it's, there's something I guess refreshing about that, knowing that it's not permanent. And um, freeing in a way, uh, I, I would imagine. It's like, yeah, like sometimes when I remember those classes we would have where they're like, you have five seconds to, to draw something or 30 seconds or a minute or whatever the case may be. And you just have to learn to like let it go and be okay with what comes of it and and that it may not be as precious to you or this keepsake that you keep forever but it's something that is important for the process of learning how to create i guess for you it's a little different because it's still like you're still putting that time in and that attention to detail but it still has that same lack of permanence uh in that way i guess yeah exactly it's just another form of you know doing a specific type of work and then capturing it, you know, using it for your portfolio and then using that in a later time, maybe with the same model and, uh, and changing her perspective on how she views herself. So it's all, you know, a type of art therapy. I mean, all aesthetics really is that as well. Mm. Got you. 
So yeah. you, you mentioned uh, coming from somewhere else. Where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in a small town and um, in Ontario. It's was called Forest, Ontario. It's now Lambton County, and it's about like about half hour from Sarnia. We're very close to the Michigan border. It was basically all farmers. Oh. It, we, I mean, we still have horses that go down the street. It's you know, it's a it's a charming hometown. I was probably a little bit more of an outsider. I lived right downtown uh, with a big family, and um, we owned a, a business, which is still there today for about 35 years, a restaurant and a sports bar, and all my friends were were farmers, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I thought it was cool, and they didn't think it was so cool. So, I mean... <laughs> I like to take, I, I wanted to try so many different jobs. So I grew up, you know, rock picking and bailing hay and all that stuff. Cause I just, I wanted to be part of that community as well. And I, th- I always thought I was going to have a big farmhouse, but I mean, lots have changed. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I still have some uh, family there. We're pretty spread out right now. I mean, I got a brother in, uh, in Michigan and my, my sister and my father in Greece and my mother and a younger brother still in Ontario. So we're pretty, pretty spread out and it's um it can be definitely difficult at times but i'm grateful for the family that i have here mm, got you got yeah. you so can you make greek food is is that something that <laughs> was passed down to you oh yeah yeah i mean we we grew up you know uh cooking all day every day for everybody basically and uh i mean again another form of uh art therapy you know being able to to do that i did work in halifax and a few kitchens while i was attending nascad um which were all great experiences um learned a lot more about east coast um uh, cuisine for sure it was more male dominant for sure um but uh and I mean, a lot of those kitchens are built for somebody who's like close to six foot. So me being at five, three is, it was challenging. <laughs> I couldn't reach nothing, but I, I learned um, how to keep a, a simple pair of tongs clippers in my pocket to reach anything high. Got you. But I got a lot of slack from a lot of the guys and I quickly learned that there are so many Cape Britainers, you know, around in Halifax and and they're just great people it was uh, it was a lot of fun what do you love most about what you do uh, well there's I guess there's a number of things I mean it's um, it's a total form of art therapy as well right mm-hmm. um, being able to make somebody else feel great being able to teach students I get the opportunity to uh, produce some um, uh, materials that I work with, which is great. We've been working in manufacture for about a year now. It's uh, constantly changing, and it's um, you know there's uh, lots of challenges, but it's um, another form of evolving and learning. And uh, I've definitely learned a lot in the last uh, in the year doing that, and that's been just supporting my previous background into understanding how things work, things that we use for the body and things that we apply on the body. And, um, I never thought that it would go that much deeper into that. You know, you always think you kind of know what you know, Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it's funny how that can just uh, spin things up. I also have um, a great company in the UK that's very supportive, and I get to work with um, with them with uh, new product lines coming on, and also education. Um, it's kind of something that's been private for a while, um, and that's just for. Uh, out of respect for them and myself. But basically what we do is uh, we test out new ways of teaching and uh, what is uh, successful today, especially with social media, things online, things in person. And it's, it's really great to see how much that is uh, evolving itself um, and how much people can get out of each category. So that is like basically... Um, probably the best thing that I felt that has been changing in the last uh, last year and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else is going to come it's great to work outside of province it's great to work inside of province of course as well but we all know that we need to seek out um, just to get different perspectives yeah I, I really enjoy connecting with people like across the country and beyond because you just get those different perspectives. It gives you another customer base. Uh, it's, there's just so many benefits to, to not uh, anchoring yourself to one location. Um, if, if I were, sure. to, if I were to ask you like what you prefer in turn, like, do you prefer training or do you prefer the actual act of beautifying someone? I mean, when it comes into the training, we do both things and, and we do cover a lot in business. And I think, you know, it could be 50, 50, you know, um, I mean, you all, you know, about producing any type of work, you know, you can put hours into it and you're like, yeah, that's not what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but you learn from it. And I also learned that two people can look at the exact same thing and say something totally different too. And again from your previous you know experiences at NASCAD or even the, the, our community is like we are basically pros of criticism <laughs> so like we can overanalyze something like so well and, and and take that criticism as as just as well and I think that was probably the best tool that I did receive in like you know with all my education is understanding how you can break something apart and I mean, I can sit there and break apart, like, well, what do I like better with the training or doing the service? And, you know, there's a, the list can go on. But I think with uh, the trainings, it's, it's really seeing on any kind of self-development within how I teach and how I can improve that. And also to see my students succeed and being able to actually reach me or come over and discuss anything. If anybody reach, any of my students reach out to me, I'll always set up the time to help them whatever they need to work on. Um, and I think that's probably, um, I would say, you know, the most rewarding thing. Cool. Uh, would you, what would you say were your uh, biggest creative influences? Well, well, that's a good question. I mean, I guess you could say, again, really focusing on that, what I spent the most time 
repetition process. And I think those are the biggest influences really trying to break down something that and understand why I did enjoy that, where it took me and then revisiting it with a new set of knowledge. Hmm. So really, you know, even um, I would say connecting with other artists and entrepreneurs in Halifax, you know, is a huge part of uh, influence. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like for me, I always felt a little guilty growing up. Well, not even growing up. It was more so when I got to NASCAD that a lot of my influences were either comic books or from basically doing the work myself. <laughs> and, like, I would just be alone a lot and introspective. And uh, it then I started to realize that other people were collaborating and, and working together and learning this from other people. And they had actual, like, role models that they studied. And I was like, whoa, I, should, I actually should uh, <laughs> pay attention to, to other people instead of um, just being alone all the time and trying to figure it out um so what's what's like the biggest piece of advice you tend to give students in your class well i think the best thing i could give in in terms of for every day is uh is people can only meet you as deeply as they want to meet themselves so it's about really surrounding yourself by others who can contribute to themselves in a good, healthy way. And, you know, them having those gorgeous auras, you know, it always leads to somebody else. And then without us even knowing, like even, you know, our connection, I appreciate everything that you do also in the community, what you have taken from your previous, you know, experiences of NASCAD, your community, your home community, your family, you know, and really creating a strong vibe around every day those people is going to be the best thing for your path wherever you're going education is obviously uh is a huge part of it you know i don't believe that um education goes to waste i don't believe that there's uh any bad experiences i mean every artist was an amateur i still believe that some people think that you know, an amateur is like downgrading themselves, but it really just means that you're always learning and evolving. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So one thing I noticed on your website, you mentioned a about the students being uh, prof- like professionally licensed. Uh, but you also mentioned something about like hand-eye coordination and depth perception and stuff like that. Do you find that a those kind of things go hand in hand with the people who have been already licensed and be other people who just seem to be more naturally gifted because they just kind of have that that skill almost like a surgeon yeah i mean there's you know lots of things that go around that you know those type of work are definitely like hands of a surgeon because it's you know very tedious work um, but I mean, I do believe that anybody can learn it. It's just, um, our regulations and licenses is really both safe practices, you know, with, um, bacteria infection control, you know, there's a number of things and it's great to have these regulations for sure. Um, and, and we are working around the eye area, which is, you know, a serious thing too, for sure. Um, but I do believe that, you know, 
any artist who wants to to try something out or do this type of service should be able to but of course having a background you know and um, health and safety is always good I mean I've had some students that you know are licensed and they just blow up the course within those two days and it, and and do so well but what they do is they continue to practice and we all do this when you know we're working on a new project we can it becomes very obsessive mm-hmm. but that's a good thing because again it, you know it just uh it just helps you with all those perspectives um hmm. and some people it takes a little bit longer on myself like it took me forever I felt like I had two left hands and it just you know I was like oh my god this is a joke and you know it's I'm like I suck and and uh, but you just keep working at it and then there's so many great artists in the city um even in this field and everybody has their own style and that's really how um, a client or a student is going to reach out is based on your style um of course you know education background um does help uh so I mean, there's a number of things that they can look at, but it's the same thing as if you think about is, you know, a, a clothing line as well, you know, mm. what does that represent for you? You know, I gravitated towards yours, I know, based on, you know, your, your concept and, and, and aesthetics as well and how it could work well together with my own. And, uh, and we've been, ongoing with um with the girls who are loving your line as well and and giving a backstory and that's just creating a community in Halifax for them to be aware of what you're doing with your type of work right and the first thing that we do in class is is make sure that we study entrepreneurs in Halifax and really make sure that um, we are active on social media to help support each other and see how where they've taken their own business, whether it's, you know, lash extensions, fashion, music, you know, there's a number of things. Yeah, so you're very much, you're not just like, okay, let me show you how to do some pretty lashes. You're very much <laughs> yeah. like, let's figure out how to make you successful as a business person. Oh, absolutely. We can, I can teach the technique and I will continue to mentorship, but really it's about finding like themselves in business and to understand how other entrepreneurs do work in Halifax and, and, uh, and where they want to take their own business, you know, even on, on the gram, like, you know, who is their viewer? Do you, are you putting up, you know, posts for other artists? Are you putting up posts for clients? You know, there's there's a number of things that we can look at. Um, I ask myself that question every day, every time I put something up. Um, but also, we do have to try to relax a little bit yeah. and 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 become and just be get used to the fact that we are throwing ourselves out there for people to to view and you know to make comments and 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 that can be very um difficult at times but it's also a huge learning curve for for students and and also for yourself Hmm. so like for the layperson like me so I, i didn't realize that this was such serious stuff in terms of like i knew that there were licensed practitioners but i didn't really understand the the safety side and all of that i i would see say someone on youtube who's got a makeup account and they're doing crazy art with that 
but there's what I'm understanding from you that there's a lot more to it than that. Um, if you want to do it professionally anyway. Exactly. I mean, there's a number of medications that, you know, you can, you need to know before performing these services, how that can affect your work. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things to look, to look at, um, because it, it is a human body too. And, you know, it's constantly changing we have constantly have to learn about it. Uh, we always will. So it's, it, there, there's, there's a lot of coverage. Um, I mean, you ask any student of mine, like the two days is, you know, you're just, you're exhausted after, but you can be excited at the same time to see, you know, how much information um, goes into um, each appointment. Right, right. So are most of them independent practitioners or are they like sometimes part of a larger business? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, there's definitely some that are... Um, uh, part of uh, uh, multiple salons here and spas in Halifax. Um, there's some people that are independent as well, looking to upgrade and adding another service. Um, there's there's a number of things. There's uh, uh, some schools too as well. Um, it's um, I would say most of it is um, private. Uh, so it's somebody individually like seeking out asking for a more of a mentorship of um, where they can uh, just to find their way in their business, what's the, that's going to utilize their time the best and um, really how much um, financially to put into something too, right. Mm -hmm. As an investment, which I struggle with every day. Of course we all do. Yeah. So what's that? Well, yeah, go ahead. Especially with like, you know, having stock or manufacturing, like, you know, I'm like, okay, how much should I bring into stock? How much am I going to sit on stock? You know, it's, uh, um, I did, a, um, a soft launch with, um, all my, uh, supplies that are used to build the kits and also for any uh, technician to use, uh, available here. Um, I haven't launched online yet. We've been working on that for, oh gosh, probably five or six months, I would say. And that's, you know, even very little time for something like that. And, you know, we're working on it every day just to make sure that um, I make the right decisions and, and that I'm not going to uh, um, uh, close the door on anything, basically. Mm. Good old inventory. <laughs> yeah, well, you know all about it, right? You're like, okay, wow, how much? And... Uh, you know, I, even, even for yourself, I'm like thinking, okay, I got these dates booked up. I'm going to need, um, this much apparel, you know, uh, seeking out to even, um, the student itself and, and seeing what her style is, you know, I have her, Hey, have a look at, you know, Dwayne's page. Let me know what you like. Mm. And so, and then I started to understand what people were gravitating towards your business, which also helps with, you know, anybody else's. Um, and you know, there was, um, a lot of attraction with, with your page and, uh, and they're like, Hey, I keep seeing like his post and he's like, always like, you know, uh, makes himself uh, viewed in the community. You know, they see you uh, active on social media and they're like, Hey, my man knows him. He's a cool guy. Like, and, and that's what makes me happy is that, you know, I'm leading them to somebody else that, they maybe knew who they were, but they didn't fully get the connection. Mm. And then they all part of community. Everything that we're doing is, is all for community, really. 
Yes, yes. I really appreciate that because they always end up following me after the courses and like that just builds to, adds to my network. I usually I follow them back and it's just it's it's just good. I I I like to um I want my my goal is to connect with as many people as as I possibly can in in these creative and, and you do it. You do it really well. And I mean, I appreciate that. And it's it's great that you know that we've been uh, working together. I would love to work with anything with you in the future. You know, it's uh, very easy going. You know, you got lots of ideas. You're very similar. Like you have to constantly be doing something, which I totally <laughs> understand. And I, you know, you know that's the biggest struggle too. Like um, as an artist, but you know, you are a true artist. And, and an entrepreneur, artist, entrepreneur, you know, that's, it's really the same. And, and we have to feel like we're constantly evolving. We're constantly working on a project and it's not really for anybody else as much as, you know, we say it's, it's, it's some, it's your own therapy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I- when you're not doing something, you're like, <laughs> oh man, like I'm worthless. I'm not doing anything like, you know, yeah. it's, and you do, you can easily feel like that, you know, but it's just, if it's, if you were always like that, you're always going to be like that. For sure. Every time I yeah. take something off my plate, I feel this hole that I have to fill with something else. And I, I could just veg and watch TV, but I just, I just don't want to. You feel, yeah, you feel guilty after and you're like, well, I just wasted some time. I mean, I guess I could say is like the most valuable like downtime that I feel like I have is literally hooking up with a friend and, mm. you know, going out for coffee and like in somebody who else is like, you know, feeling in the, the same type of industry and um and we we try our best we don't do any kind of like shop talk but we just talk about like you know um where they are right now and uh and basically planning dates ahead of time to make sure that we take this time off to really enjoy each other's company and why we did connect in the first place. Yeah, that's important because I was just thinking about this the other day, how lonely this sort of uh, field can be or like just the entrepreneurship in general and creativity, creative entrepreneurship. It's like there aren't many people or that, no, I shouldn't say that. I guess it depends on your circle, but not everyone can relate to it. And sometimes they try to be supportive, but they don't necessarily understand how to be supportive. So it's nice to have other people in similar industries that can relate. And like you said, yeah, it's not like you're actually talking about more work because that could be stressful. But just knowing that that person understands what you're dealing with at that moment is, is powerful. Yeah, even just to be excited to bounce off some ideas, you know, or any kind of influences, like, that's really what it's about. That's how I felt even about, you know, today's uh, podcast is, like, really about relations and entrepreneurship. You know, the work that I do is, is um, it is uh, a more of a... Um, triggered to more like you know the beauty industry and, and, and technician work but I feel that it's more about uh, human relations honestly and, and entrepreneurship um, and I think that itself is is enough to keep me going mm-hmm. I, I agree I would agree with you 100% and what I was shocked to find out because is how many people in this industry uh, connect with what I'm doing as a brand 
I didn't expect that. Like, this wasn't my target audience by any means. However, when I think about, like, everything you just said, it connects. Uh, and that's why people in this industry connect with what I do. Is we, we do all speak the same language. Yeah, for sure. You're so right. So is there anything else that's coming up for you that you want to talk about or share? Yeah, I mean, there's some um, a few projects coming up. I mean, not everything is, is work-related for me, but um, I'm really trying, you know, I, we, we spoke a few times even when in transition of, you know, uh, picking up um, some apparel and just chatting, and, and I was even listening to myself after, you know, meeting. And that, and that's, a, a, which comes back to you know, meeting with a friend. He's like, well, think about what you just said. And you said that for a reason. So let's work on that. So I was, and it, and it sounds like a big mess in the head, but you're like, no, that makes sense. You know, um, if we all recorded ourselves, we'd be like, oh, I did say that, you know, okay, well, why don't you take your own, you know, own advice. Right. So I thought, okay, well, Yes, I went to NASCAD, and am I still painting today? No, we play with some watercolors, which I find is super relaxing. Um, if I if it was completely up to me, I would I would have um, you know uh, a shop where I was you know doing all kinds of stone carving. I absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, but I but moving forward into more uh, digital and. Um, and storyboards and photography and all those things and animation. Um, there's a few projects that I'm working on to really take that art background and that art history that, you know, that I really do love and, um, and transforming that into my own business and for social media content. So there's some super cool stuff coming up and I'm really excited. And it's, and it's all based on, um, no, I wouldn't say advertisement, but it's it's more of a, an art form of, of uh, current events in terms of social media. Mm. So really playing with something like old history with something today. Exciting. And, uh, yeah, and I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm just going to kind of relax a bit and not think so much about business and just really start just putting artwork out there that can transition to what I'm doing today. Wow, I was talking to someone yesterday, and it seems like we're all in that same wave. It's like, just start making more, making more of the things that you enjoy making just for the hell of making it. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, even uh, working with um, some new uh, musicians in Halifax, too, and other people that are trying, you know, to get their name out there. And it's just, uh, it's refreshing just to kind of drop everything where, you know, this like main line that you you know you're following and then to break it up and and you know that's always going to lead to something different which um i always encourage for sure mm-hmm. yeah, actually an art history is an underrated course when i think about it like there are so many so when i studied i did a lot more of like 19th century art history yeah and uh the thing that i kind of realized though is that like you said, there are a lot of parallels about what happened in the past as to what's happening now because the art that you're studying is actually documenting what's actually happening in society. So then you're like, whoa, oh my God. that happened yeah. already. It's happening again. Or um, 
people hated this artist in their lifetime and a generation later they loved them and then that happens generate it happens time and time again every time a new artist comes out and you start seeing this pattern and then you, it makes me start to think about like what happens in our generation you know who who likes what and the pop singers who were whack in the 80s like now yeah, kids yeah. today are like oh that's so awesome that's so cool yeah, right? <laughs> It's so true. I mean, history is like such a huge play, and and we always talk about the past as well. And like, and and I don't. Nobody should think that you know, speaking in the past is is not a good thing. I'm like, it's all influence, you know. And that's today, you know, with with fashion, we see that again and again, and and but new concepts, new perspectives, and and I mean, I keep um, a stack of uh, you know some of my favorite art history books. You know, at the time, maybe I didn't wasn't too fond of it because you know they, we were studying the shit out of them yeah. and it was like like shock of the new and you know like jansen and all those and you're just like they're monster books and you know just um studying these dates and you know their current events like even like you know even like russian constructivism you know there was lots of things that were very political too you know at the time um but there's it, it, there's much more respect you know revisiting again history today um i think it's important to to kind of go back to that um to refresh the mind even mm-hmm. yeah i've been i definitely want to crack open some of those old books myself too just to see uh what i've forgotten or what i could relearn or whatever the case may be uh, yeah and i think that's like really the best tool to to uh, reframe, like, you know, and, and keeping a clear mind is to revisit because, you know, we've had different experiences since then and and uh, and we look at those different now, you know. I, I actually have a client who's um, who's amazing, a mature client, and I adore her, and she um, absolutely loves art history. Did she study it? No, but she had studied history herself, and she does like to travel, um, and she has a pretty... Um, um, uh, a very demanding um, career and when we do get together I enjoy her company so much because she brings me back to my roots because because her love for art history you know we would you know throughout the service together she would name off okay you know 1932 Canadian artist this and like you know we would we would name that painting you know mm. and and that era and it was you know it made me think like okay well how did I remember all that stuff I mean we you can agree, you know, how many essays that you wrote, you know, um, honestly, like in a week basically. Yeah. And that's why you just studied the shit out of people. Yeah. Um, and, and all their, um, influences as well and who they worked with. And then that just brings us back to today. You know, like I can think back to and be like, yeah, look at my page and be like, yeah, I was connected with Dwayne at the time. And that was like my content. That was, you're in my influencer, you know, there's so many things and it's just, again, it all comes back to history. Yeah. Yeah. She's man. I love that connection because I didn't even really think of it that way, but yeah, like all of those people had networks and those networks led to different, like went off in different directions and influenced this and influenced that. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's exactly like, I mean, I can teach my students to like, let's go through your page and, and, and we can look at something and be like, how did you feel at, at this time? Like, look at, you know, your last, you know, say six posts, you know, 
um, who was your market? Like, what were you studying at the time? Who were you working with? You know, and, and, and they're like, yeah, I actually, I really enjoyed that. And, and I noticed that my content was like this. Mm. And so really it's about going through this portfolio and, and Instagram, a lot of people are like, Oh, Instagram is for everybody to see kind of like whatever. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. It's, it's for yourself. It's your own portfolio. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and social media is just, you know, a thing now where, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's huge for sure. But that's just how we build this up right now with social media, you know, whether before it was, you know, a photo album, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So where can my people find you and how can they find your website, your social media, all that kind of stuff? Uh, well, my social media is um, Stella Lash Lover. Sounds good. Well, Stella, thank you for taking your time out of your busy day to chat with me. I appreciate uh, thanks it. so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.